Now, the top of the hour on the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn presents the Green News Report. We're racing forward to do our part to avert the climate hell that the U.N. Secretary General so passionately warned about earlier this week. President Biden pledges U.S. leadership and funding at U.N. Climate Summit. U.S. and China resume formal climate negotiations. Plus, that result means Democrats would once again control the Senate. Democrats hold on to thin Senate majority, holding line on U.S. climate policy. All of those thin majorities and more straight ahead from Bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. And let me tell you this here. If we were ready for the green agenda, I'll raise my hand right now, but we're not ready right now. We're not prepared. We're not ready right now. What we need to do is keep having those gas-guzzling cars. Ladies and gentlemen, Georgia's Republican U.S. Senate candidate, Herschel Walker. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, the election that continues to continue, uh, continues to inform our outlook on the climate. But first, we're stuck dealing with what happened in Florida. Yes, we are. Hurricane Nicole caused an estimated 5 to $7 billion in damages after it slammed into Florida last week as a rare November hurricane, destroying roads, bridges, and dozens of beachfront buildings. That's according to AccuWeather. So another billion-dollar-plus storm as these things continue to pile up in recent years. Yes, they do. In other news, as we go to air, Democrats have retained their razor-thin majority in the U.S. Senate, but control of the U.S. House is likely to narrowly go to Republicans. Congress matters because it will determine where and how quickly funding is deployed for climate and clean energy projects under President Biden's landmark climate law, the Inflation Reduction Act, and whether the U.S. will follow through on funding commitments to help developing nations adapt to the climate crisis. President Biden spoke at the United Nations Climate Summit, COP27, in Egypt on Friday, announcing that thanks to Democrats passing the Inflation Reduction Act, the U.S. is now on track to meet its pledge under the Paris Climate Agreement to cut its emissions 43 percent by 2030. Biden apologized for the U.S. withdrawal from the Paris Agreement during the Trump administration. Good. He should. And he urged major emitters that are responsible for man-made global warming, like the U.S., to move faster to cut greenhouse gas emissions to prevent overshooting 1.5 degrees Celsius of warming to avoid catastrophic impacts. If we're going to win this fight, every major emitter nation needs to align with the 1.5 degrees. We can no longer plead ignorance to the consequences of our actions or continue to repeat our mistakes. Everyone has to keep accelerating efforts throughout this decisive decade. Yes, we do. Of course, beginning with us, but hopefully what we're doing and that $400 billion we've allocated under the new bill is that... Uh, encouraging the rest of the world to do the same? It does seem to be helping. COP27 this year is focused on international climate finance under the Paris Agreement. That is getting rich nations that are primarily responsible for the crisis to boost funding to help poorer countries adapt to climate impacts and avoid becoming dependent on fossil fuels. After decades of resistance, there is some progress. Denmark pledged half a billion dollars to finance adaptation in Namibia. Europe, the U.S., 
U.S. and Japan announced $20 billion to help Indonesia ditch coal. Overall, the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Australia are laggards on climate finance. Mm-hmm. Biden pledged that the U.S. will quadruple funding to help other nations fight climate change, increasing U.S. contributions to a climate resilience fund to $100 million, plus $150 million in new funding for adaptation and resilience projects in Africa. However... Congress must approve any new U.S. funding. Exactly. The new Congress can stop all of that. Plus, President DeSantis can just call it all off. The U.S. also proposed launching an international carbon credit trading system, which would allow corporations to pay someone else to cut emissions. That would raise revenue for developing nations, but it was criticized as a way for rich countries to avoid taking responsibility for causing the climate crisis. And it matters because a new analysis from the global carbon budget concludes that at current emissions rates, nations will likely burn through their remaining carbon budget in nine years, causing the world to blow past that critical 1.5 degrees Celsius target under the Paris Agreement. Finally, some good news. Thank you. Biden's diplomacy blitz appears to be working. On Monday at the G20 meeting, the White House announced that the U.S. and China, the world's two biggest greenhouse gas emitters, will resume formal climate negotiations, which experts called a significant development, opening up a pathway for greater emissions cuts. So the U.S. and China are talking again about climate. There's that. For much more on all of those stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Come together right now over me. Please help progressive voices support the Green News Report by stopping by bradblog.com slash donate.